Hello and welcome to another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. As always, I'm here. My name is Chris Toll. I'm joined by my bespectacled brother from another mother. Can you see what's happening, Keezy? How you doing, mate? All right? Aye, not bad. Getting there, getting there. Um, right. So, what have we got in store tonight, then? Tonight's episode, we're taking them back 15 years to 2005. See the fact that you're saying 15 years and it's Hello. 2005? <laughs> oh, my God, man. I, I still think you 15 years ago is 1990. <laughs> uh, it's, it's scary stuff. See, when you look at some of these films and the fact that they're 15 years old, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I've got a few on my list that I cannot believe are actually there. <laughs> um, really, we're taking you back to 2005. Believe it or no, it's like a sleeper here, isn't it? There's quite a lot of belters. Aye. In 2005, I've, I've been watching them all week. I think this week I've watched about, I think I've watched about eight or nine movies this week. Aye. Aye. Many of many of you have yeah, been watching. You watch movies all the time, anyway. But aye, well, I've watched a few. Aye, there was a couple. I was a bit. I didn't want to watch again in case it had aged terribly. But we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. But oh dear, uh, no, there's some good films on this list, definitely. As we as we always do, we're going to start with the highest grossing movie of 2005, which unsurprisingly, well, in fact, maybe a wee bit surprisingly, considering there was a Star Wars movie out this year. Uh, it's Harry Potter 4 <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire um, this, is actually, this is my favourite Harry Potter movie Is it? Aye It's my favourite book and it's my favourite movie Aye, it's, it's a good one This is the one that This is when I got into Harry Potter This, this year when, when this came out on DVD I, I was like uh, Just I'm a stuff watching things about uh, A wizard No way and then well, Sky had the other three on and the first one came on I was like it's got 10 minutes and I was like bloody hell that was amazing <laughs> and then a couple of days later I bought Goblet of Fire on DVD and that, that was brilliant as well but I think the film's dipped after this one aye big time this one for me they they done it the right way they done it on a grander scale it was a really long film but it didn't feel long because there's always something happening in it. Hunters are brilliant characters as well. Um, and to see the characters after having read the book, to see them like, imagined on the screen, that was pretty cool as well with the, uh, the, the all-female school. Um, and obviously the, the Bulgarian school who were all like, brutes and stuff like that. They, I think they nailed them really. Um, because they, that's that's like the picture I had in my head of all of these characters. Um, again, surprisingly, it done better than Star Wars, but I think it would I think it would have had a lot longer. Yeah, uh, uh, no, performing grossly, grossly money in Star Wars. Did. It's a better uh, film anyway, as well. Isn't <laughs> that? I, I, I hard with it. <laughs> that's true. I. So what, what's your memory? Did you watch this again? No, no. I've only ever seen it a, a couple of times. But I, but it's great. Um, it's a thing I thought I'd never like, but uh, I love the Harry Potter stuff. Aye, it's, uh, it's quite dark in places, this as well. Like, Aye. I'm not getting too far into it if people haven't seen it, but like, there's, 
there's deaths and all that. Obviously, they're always in the Harry Potter movies, but there's one, if you've not read the book, that comes right out of a field that you wouldn't expect in this one. Um, And the way they've done it is excellent as well. Um, Really fraught with peril and stuff like that. And the the maze at the end, just you don't know what's going to happen to anybody. I mean, people are getting picked off left, right and centre. It's good. (laughs) Sure, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a kid's movie, to be honest with you, I'd say. No, definitely not. And they're, they're, they're more grown up in the film as well at this point. Aye, that's the thing, because although um, Harry Potter started off as a wee boy in the movies, by the end it looks as if he's out doing <laughs> a, a double shift, <laughs> 40 fags a week, a, a day, you could say. <laughs> well, I mean, struggling to make ends meet. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll move on for Harry Potter then the next one I've got here last Keezy is another huge movie for this year it was uh, it was the first real vehicle for um, Adrian Brody it was the first real big vehicle for him after, after he got the, the Oscar nomination for the was, it, right. was it a pianist? yeah he won it he won it for that didn't he? I did win the Oscar for that and this was like his big break into the big budget Hollywood movies and he was shite he was shite (laughs) the film was shite the film was King Kong Um, I watched this the other day and it is so bad so so bad see when you compare it to Skull Island it's a shambles of a film they should have tried to update it they've tried to make it for the 30s or the 20s again no, I didn't like that either. Um, I don't think you can do that justice. Now I think it needs to be grainy and all that. See the way it's all high def and everything now and ultra HD. I think it, it kind of takes away from that and it didn't have the griminess. It was too shiny. See if they'd have done it in the style like, like the way they do Peaky Blinders, for example, like that old kind of grey look. That, aye, aye. They went, they went too much for the comic book like Jurassic Park style thing and they, they never done it properly whereas Skull Island definitely done it properly Skull Island was a hundred million times better than this I thought I thought the scenes on Skull Island were, were good in this film Aye. Um, but when it came back to New York I was like I, I'm bored witless of this movie now I, I, I can't be bored with it and I hate I didn't I don't like that that's the ending for King Kong no I don't like it Aye, I know. he's a badass. I know, I know, and <laughs> and I understand obviously that the whole story is that King Kong, King Kong falls in love with, aye, aye, and Daryl, and it's just it's, they need to update it for the current the current times. And Scully on done it brilliantly, man. Right, so, but uh, King Kong, if you've not seen it and you're into shite films, get a watch. <laughs> Uh, oh, the, at the time, I was like, oh, I recognise that guy, who is it? And it was uh, Kyle Chandler. Obviously, now he's famous for, like, Wolf of Wall Street, Friday Night Lights, Super 8. Um, but at the time, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Early Edition. Remember, I remember that? Early Edition? <laughs> I, <love that> <laughs> I was just delighted that that guy was getting gigs again. Has <laughs> <laughs> he never been actor. off the shelf? <laughs> no. <laughs> never have been on the shelf I mean aye <laughs> aye but I mean, he's actually pretty good on it oh he is good aye 
We'll move on for that shambles. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got this one's a this is a favourite of mine and it's a it's a bit of a guilty pleasure to be honest with you. Um Hitch. Right. I love it. And it's just because what do you call your man that's in it again? Kevin James. Kevin James is brilliant in it, man. But aye. I think the whole cast all bounce off each other tremendously well in this film. Yep, definitely, aye. Well, this was what I was saying earlier about scared to watch films that I loved. And this was one of them, in case it was aged terribly. But it's, it's all right. It's held up. I still enjoyed it. I watched that a couple of weeks ago with Sammy. It was on the telly. We were just flicking through channels and it was on the telly and I sat and watched it. I love Aye. it. It's like, see the scene when he's teaching him to dance and all that? That's brilliant. Honest to God, it's it's so funny. It's just Aye. good humour. It's not, and you're sticking every ball with Kevin James as well. You better believe it. <laughs> the only thing is, it gave, it gave uh, guys like me false hope of pulling a uh, stunner. <laughs> Easy in Paris Hilton down at the Fairgrounds <laughs> one night. <laughs> Paris Hilton's still considered a good looking woman. I don't know. I'm out of touch. I've seen her for years. Aye, <laughs> um, brilliant film. I, it, it really is. It's, a, it's just a, it's a rom com, but it's funny as hell, man. There's a lot of really good laughs in it. You know, and like I you say, you have kicking every ball with Kevin James as well. Because <laughs> you, know, you know that he's just a good guy and the good guy <laughs> never, never get the, get the girl in these sort of films, but aye, <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute belter. And like you say, it's geese hope to every man in the, on the planet. Aye, <laughs> true. <laughs> It'll take a wee bit of a detour now because this one is a film that I've seen twice. I've seen it when it first came out and I watched it the other day, and it's done in a kind of comic book style. It's called Sin City, and Aye. what what a cast for Sin City. Um, who's it got? It's got uh, Bruce Willis. It's Aye. Got Elijah Wood. Who else has it got? It's got Mickey uh, Rourke. Jessica Alba. Aye. Um, there's, there's loads of people in this film, like, Hunters are really good actors in this film, and uh, it's a it's a weird kind of film, isn't it? It's Aye. kind of strange. It's done. It's like it's been filmed, and then it's as if it's been drawn over the topper, and you know, like an old a weird style. Aye, it's like Based an old comic book or something. I don't know. Aye, like, like an old detective comic book or something. Aye, like aye. Back in the day. Aye. It's uh, it's good though. I remember really, really enjoying Sin City because I remember when Sin City Two was announced, I was delighted. Aye. And I never ever watched Sin City. <laughs> Neither have I. I love oh. this film, but I've never seen the sequel. So uh, talk us through Sin City, Keezy. It's um, it's that it's like, it's like four or five different stories, all set in the same city. Because like the credits come up after each story, so the first time you watch it, like, what the hell's going on here? And when I watched it the other day, there a name jumps out that takes the shine off the film. Produced by Harvey Weinstein. Aye, I've seen that as well. First time I've ever seen his name appear in credits. Obviously, didn't know who the hell he was before all this disgrace. But um, but Bruce Willis, see when you see him in films like this, and he's he's brilliant. Just frustrates you that he just isn't trying a leg anymore. Mickey Rourke, this kind of rejuvenated him. It's a, it's a weird 
film to try and describe what the hell it's about. But uh, so it's all about a, a wee lassie, isn't it? No, the, she gets kidnapped to be raped by a, a paedophile whose dad's like the main guy who controls the city, and Bruce Willis is the only guy that still cares about saving her, and that's like the first part. And then it, the, the, next, the next part is Bruce Willis, who get put in jail for it. He get framed for it all, gets released from jail and goes to try and protect her when she's all grown up, and that's when she's Jessica Alba. But it's all a set-up to get the, the, to get the lassie. Um, the bad guys have followed her because they know that he'll lead them straight to her, and it's about him protecting her again and fighting them all off. But there's other plots and other storylines and things as well, because it's all it's all it's shown in different timelines and stuff like that. Aye, I think it's a brilliant film. Aye, what about Elijah Wood in this? Aye, he's good and he's menacing as fuck. You're a fine man. (laughs) 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 And people people that haven't seen the film like Elijah Wood, terrifying. What are you talking about? Tell me. He does come across as a complete psychopath, in it, man. Right. Right. I mean, a legitimately frightening character. I think that was like Jesse Galba's breakout year. But she's brilliant right. in this, and then she's in Fantastic Four, which mm-hmm. is crap. And uh, she's in that uh, Into, into the, the Blue. Aye. Right. I'm going to try this Into the Blue movie over too much, mate. <laughs> Especially a film made for. FHM readers at the time, I think. Nuts. <laughs> Nuts and zoo. Remember that? <laughs> Jessica Alba in a bikini for 90 minutes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move Aye. on then. We'll go on to Crash. Crash was, a, that was the Oscar winner for this year, wasn't it? Aye. It was like a shock win. But like even its own director said, how did, did it win this? <laughs> I loved it. I thought so did I. Film. So ah, so did that. Ah. In terms of well, that was his big movie as well, wasn't it? He Aye. went on to become a bit of a superstar after that and then completely fucked it up for himself. Aye. Aye, that's a, um, that's a sad story, actually. He was a good actor. I know. So it's, it's like an ensemble cast. It's all told, telling different stories about racism in LA at the time. And... So the standout performances are Tandy Newton. Uh, I think she plays his wife in it. And Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Dillon. Dillon. Matt Dillon's excellent in this film. Aye. So he is. Aye. He got nominated for an Oscar as well for, for this film. Um, <laughs> aye, it's, it's, a, it's a good film. Um, and everybody was raging because it beat Munich and it beat uh, Brokeback Mountain when the to win the Oscar. I, I did really like Crash. I thought it was excellent, man. I, 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 I liked it as well. Again, it's another film, maybe if we watched it now, we go, Jeez, it's maybe a bit dated. What a shame. Aye, but I can only, we can only say what my opinion is now, and I like it. Aye, fair dues, man. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to get another watch because, um, but uh, we'll move on to the next film now, and this one's a, this is a, Complete diversion for Crash. This is Will Ferrell, um, and it's a it's a football movie. <laughs> uh, it's called Kicking and Kicking and Screaming. Right now, 
I hadn't seen this uh, for years. I watched it when it first came out and it never really resonated with me at all. But as you know, I'm a bit of a sucker for Will Ferrell and Aye. I was pissing myself at this the other night, mate, honestly. What happens is, right, uh, it's Will Ferrell and he's a coach, he's, da- he's a coach, he, his dad's football team. Uh, it's a, like an under nines football team kind of thing. Um, and his dad's Robert Duvall. <laughs> and uh, what happens is Will Ferrell's son plays for the team as well. Right. And to get this other player, Robert Duvall trades his own grandson to another <laughs> team. And he trades them to the worst team in the league so that they can get this one good player that they've got. <laughs> um, and the, the Tigers, he moves, they moves to the Tigers, right? So uh, Will Ferrell goes round and he's raging at his dad. He's, he's uh, traded his son in and all that. And he says, well, you know what? We're going to win the league. Will Ferrell t- uh, takes over as the coach of the Tigers. And he's right. like, right, we're going to win the league. And Robert DeVille's like, no, you're not going to win the league. He's like, I'll tell you what, we're going to win the league and I'm willing to make a bet on it. He's like, right, what are you going to do? And he says, if we don't win the league, I'll come and work for you at your sports store for the rest of my days. And <laughs> if we do win the league, I get your Pele ball. And it takes you <laughs> a flashback. And uh, Will Ferrell and Robert DeVille are at the football. And Pele hits a free kick. And Will Ferrell's obviously a wee boy. And he catches the Pele ball, but Robert DeVille takes it off him. It's <laughs> mine, I caught it. Right, but Will Ferrell's obviously always wanted this ball because of it. And he says, right, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, yeah, the Pelly ball. So, um, Will Ferrell then enlists Dick Buckus uh, <laughs> as his assistant manager because he's his <laughs> next door neighbour. And Dick Buckus <laughs> plays himself as well. Right, um, and Dick Buckus is hilarious in this film, man, honestly. But this is a film that wouldn't get made now because like, quite a lot of the jokes are stereotypical. You know what I mean? Like, right, okay, uh, yeah, I- there's a wee guy um, on the team, he's a wee Chinese guy. And uh, like Dick Buckus calls him uh, Ting Tong all the time and stuff like that. And do you know what I mean? And even like, looking back, what Dick Buckus will be looking back on that, like, Jesus Christ, fucking. <laughs> I've, I've won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And I'm fucking, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm calling children racist names. <laughs> People are getting done for uh, historical things like that. So okay. you'll be getting these Hall of Fame. Taking off him. <laughs> Hand back I, those rings, Dick. <laughs> Hand those rings back. It's a, it's a really good feel-good movie. You can watch it with your kids as well. If you've got kids, watch it with them. And I guarantee you, they'll be, they'll be pissing themselves laughing as well. I, I, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a Will Ferrell movie that kind of went under the radar. Nobody's really bothered to ask it. And it's really funny, man. Good stuff. Um, so I'll go on to the next one then. And this one is uh, the Star Wars movie that we were talking about. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Revenge of the <laughs> Anagram. <laughs> <laughs> I remember after work, running to the cinema, running to Cine World in the town, because I was going to the five past five show and I finished work at five o'clock. Right. Bombed it down, man. Me and all the all the folk for work. Um, 
God, he's in the world sat down, man. The Star Wars music hits goosebumps. <laughs> buzzing for it, buzzing for it. And then see by the end of this film, mate, I was just looking at my watch. When is this going to end, man? Aye. It was, it was shy, man. I know. Aye. You're, you're basically just waiting for James Earl Jones to turn up. And then even he nearly ruined everything. No. <laughs> what was it you told me that that translated the Chinese the, the Chinese person? <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> ah, that's brilliant. Oh, it's on the on the subtitles. Yeah, on the on the pirate DVD when he shouts, <laughs> oh! oh, it comes up. Do not want. I know he's wanted this trash oh, body. I believe it. The only thing they could have saved us would have been Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad this film was. Hayden Christensen, man, what is going on? How did that guy ever make it? Did he ever do anything except this? <sighs> I think you know he appeared. crackhead or something now? <laughs> Probably, aye. Allegedly. I've not, I've not heard anything he's done in years, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should stay. Aye. <laughs> um, what else about this? It really, I mean, I whimpered into it, man. It was like, that, that was to set up the original trilogy, and it was just, it was so underwhelming. Really, really bad. I know. But, I, nah. You know I, I don't think I really like Star Wars, if I'm honest. <laughs> I've watched Something them a lot hundred times. I think I've, I think I've kidded myself on that I like them. <laughs> I think it turns out there's more crap than good now, isn't it? Aye, definitely. I did like the Mandalorian, the TV show that they've done recently. Oh, that was pretty good. Aye, you're right. That was brilliant. I loved that. Um, uh, I, I, there's, there's not got much to say about this, have we? Nah, I think we've said every minute. Shall we move on then? I think what you said, Revenge of the Anagram, that, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Revenge of the Anagram. Uh, right, so we'll move on then, we'll go to The Longest Yard. Right, I've, I've seen this film. I like The Longest Yard. That, it's a, yeah, I just like Adam Sandler, you know that? And, but I, this, is, this is an underrated one for him. Definitely. Quite a lot I of agree. good turns in it as well by non-actors. There's one like, guy steal the show for me. Kevin Nash. Aye. Aye, he's great, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely brilliant in this. Aye. Kevin Nash and Big Bob Sapp's pretty good in it as well. Aye. The big, giant, muscly guy. <laughs> There's a, that's, it's a great idea, making an American football film with famous wrestlers. Because there's aye. a few in it, there? Well, it's a remake, isn't it? Is it not aye, a remake? Aye. It's a remake aye. of... Uh, Mean Machine, is it not? Oh no, Mean Machine was a remake of the original Longest Yard, which right. was Burt Reynolds. It, so this is like a just a street remake because the Mean right. Machine was about was about football British rather football. than American aye. football. Aye, aye. and uh, Burt Reynolds is in this one as well. Aye, he's a coach, isn't he? Aye, Kevin Nash should have been on the better things after this. Aye, but he done he done Magic Mike, didn't he? So he did. Aye. Um, mm-hmm. this, this one they, they gave him female hormone tablets or something into it. That's right. And he goes for a killer. He goes for a killer to 
dancing with the cheerleaders and all that. I thought it was hilarious. I get on. He does steal a show, you're right, but it's, it's another one that if you've got an hour and a half to spare, stick it on, man, you'll enjoy it. Aye, definitely, it's a good watch. Aye, so we'll move over then to uh, Red Eye. So, Aye. what's um, that about? So, it's, I think it's a Wes Craven movie, and it's about uh, Rachel McAdam is, she's away at a funeral, she's flying back home, and uh, she has to catch the Red Eye. Which it's the last flight going out, um, but her job is she works in a hit, uh, she's like high up in a hotel where there's some there's a big politician staying there, so that's like the subplot thing. Anyway, she goes on this plane and she meets um, Kelly and Murphy, and it turns out that it's all a setup. He's on the plane to get her to move this politician guy into a different room, or her dad gets killed. So it's about that's what it's really is about. She's stuck on this plane with this guy that wants it's going to kill her unless she she does this. And it's a uh, it's a good thriller. It's short, but the two of them carry the movie. They're brilliant in it. This is the first time I'd really seen Kelly and Murphy, and I thought, oh, this guy's brilliant. Really good baddie. And it's it's only it's a short movie. It's only about an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, it's a good good watch. Good by the numbers type of thing, but it is pretty good. Um. So recommended then I. Aye, it's kind of similar. It's an easy watch. It's if you've got an hour, an hour and a half to kill, you you're not going to hate the film. Put it that way. It's not, right. nothing to hate about it. It's uh, it's it's not groundbreaking or anything like that either. But it's it's a uh, uh, it's a good film, good thriller. Nice one. We need to take a wee minute to talk about uh, summer eighty four as well, because I got a I got a text after Sean, right? right. Saying, I watched summer eighty four again. Hated that again, he said. But then he goes on. To, then he goes on to list all the things that were good about it. Right? <laughs> the, only, the only thing that he said was bad about it was the music that played throughout the movie. He's like, the kids were good. Uh, loved the loved the eighties setting and all that. I hated the movie. What? <laughs> I think you said points to you enjoying the movie, Sean. <laughs> Every film I tell them, oh, two, two out of five, I'll get a three. Nothing more than that. I need to tell them a film to watch that's going to get a four or five star rating with them. The Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can get one from then uh, for this list because the next movie that we're moving on to is a film called I've Not Seen It, Keezy. Um, you, said, you told me about this earlier. Just like heaven. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Tell me about it, Casey. Oh, if there was ever a five-star movie to save us, it's this one. <laughs> I don't even know why I've ever watched this film or why I love it so much. It's a, <laughs> it's a, a rom-com. It's Mark Ruffalo rents an apartment uh, and it's haunted by Reese Witherspoon, who, who stayed there until she would was involved in a, a, a car accident and it's about him trying to get rid of her but then they hate, they hate each other at the start and all the usual start to like each other and uh, things happen and it's about I don't really want to say much more than that Not I don't know how to person's going to watch this 
basically it turns out she's not dead but she's in a coma and it's a it's a race against time for him to try and save her right and i thought it, i thought it was it's a basic script and plot that's made brilliant because it's they two because they're, they're brilliant mark ruffle like aye. Aye, aye. but uh aye, it's not going to get a five star rating that's for sure How i you love know? it <laughs> 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 i don't know why i love it but it's great <laughs> I don't know why I love it. <laughs> right, uh, so the next one on the list is a film that you love as well. It's a remake of a movie um, for the late 70s, I think. Um, slight tweak to the name. This is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, you loved this, didn't you, Keezy? Oh, I, hate, I hate this film. You hate I it? I hate it. Oh, why? I, lo- I loved the book as a kid. I loved the Willy Wonka film. Gene Wilder, and then I was like, I'm I'm optimistic because Johnny Depp and uh, the wee guy that plays Charlie, Freddy, somebody can't remember his name. They were in a film the year before, Finding Neverland, and that's a brilliant film. So I thought, oh, we're in safe hands here. And I, what is Johnny Depp doing in this film? He's doing what he's helped me. He's absolutely awful in it. It's just poor writing. Uh, I I thought it was a lot better than I remembered that I watched it yesterday and I thought it was a lot better than I remembered it being um, I think if you if you're going to judge anything against Gene Wilder then they're going to they're going to come out uh, on the losing side you know oh, what I mean okay. he he but, was um, perfect he, the Gene oh, Wilder right. it's like see Gene Wilder for me was he is Willy Wonka you know what I mean? She like, uh, for example, if they do another Pirates of the Caribbean and they recast Jack Sparrow, it's not the same. It's true, Jack right. Sparrow's Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, you're right. So I think that that's, you're fighting a losing battle straight away when you're attacking a franchise like this because it's so beloved by people. Uh, you know, could you imagine them recasting Marty McFly and Doc Brown now and doing Back to the Future? Oh, well, I true. It wouldn't be. That's it wouldn't matter if it was an amazing film. People are going to be like, ah, "Nah, that's not Marty McFly and Doc Brown." Aye, aye. You make good points, but it and he did. He tried to do something completely different, but I thought he. Uh, I thought it was it was miles off the mark. And Jill Wild, Gene Wilder refused uh, refuses to watch it or refused to watch it. Um, he said he saw the trailer and he he said he liked Johnny Depp, but he knew right away that he'd ruined it. Why not? Why, why not get Bill Murray or something like that? And he would have, he would have been good. <laughs> Bill Murray would have been good. Somebody, I read a review and somebody said that um, for Captain Jack, he used Keith Richards for inspiration, and it appears that he's for uh, Willy Wonka, he's used Michael Jackson as inspiration. Well, that was, but apparently a lot of it was based on Michael Jackson as well. Like the see the whole like. Not having a childhood stuff and all that. That's what that's where Johnny Depp went to. Where he, who can I who can I try and base this on? That's that I know he's had a tragic childhood and a tragic upbringing. And Michael Jackson was the one that that came to mind. Know what I mean? So it's okay. It's eyes for eyes. It's uh, see for people that only have seen uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I enjoy that um, because quite a lot of it was there was a lot of in jokes. And it was stabbing fun at itself. Like when the when the Oompa Loompas take away uh, the first 
the first child, uh, Augustus Clips. And they start singing the song and all that, and straight away they're all like, how did they have a song ready? How did they know, how did they know that, uh, why did they have a song about Augustus Clip ready? As if they knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, quite a lot of it, it was, it was quite meta. It was taking a, taking a, making a fillet itself quite a bit. I suppose I. I enjoyed it a second time, didn't I like it the first time? Right, I'll, it'd maybe be the same, but I'll never ever watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. I like to hear somebody that's willing to change their views. <laughs> so move on to a film that we both enjoyed then now, Keezy, and this Aye. is Elijah Wood's next movie that we're going to talk about this year, um, Green Street. Yep. Uh, called Green Street Hooligans in America. It's based on the story of Adriat from Harvard. His roommate gets caught with cocaine and he takes a dairy for it. Uh, the guy Aye. pays him off with 10 grand, so he takes the 10 grand and he goes to London to visit his sister. And his sister's married to this guy whose brother is the head of the West Ham United Casuals, the Green Aye. Street GSE. Um, that that character's played by Charlie Hunnam. Um, Charlie Hunnam's accent oh. has got more away days than West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh all over, he's all over the fucking UK with this accent and oh, none of it sounds like anywhere it should I think he's American at some point uh, and, and then when he's trying to be American to mm-hmm. take the piss out of Elijah Wood it sounds English I know but this guy's getting it all wrong man I tell you what it does by no means does it ruin the film I really really yeah. like this film it, I, I thought he was good in it as well and he I had thought, the swagger and all that Aye, he, he looked like a, a bam, do you know what I mean? Aye, he, he did I look think. like the sort of person that would be into that sort of thing, but um, Elijah Wood is excellent in this film, really good, and he Aye. starts to become believable as a hooligan. He, he obviously he gets indoctrinated into this, he gets, he gets kind of taken under Charlie Hunnam's wing. Um, he starts taking him to the football and stuff like that, and then after their first match, um, there's a there's a Barney and Elijah Wood gets the fucking shit beat out of him but he doesn't run away he stands up and he he fights and that's the that's what kind of makes everybody accept him at the beginning but there's a character called Bova who doesn't like him and will not will not have his his mind changed on him at all and the whole story's about how um, basically Bova's trying to undermine um, Elijah Wood's character and Aye. and it kind of drives a wedge between uh, Bova and Charlie Hunnam's character Aye. and then all all this other sort of stuff ensues and the whole crescendo um, it comes to they draw Millwall in the cup that's right and I'll know, obviously we'll know, we'll know really. Oh, no, for anybody, because this is one that I would 100% recommend for you to watch. Uh, well, I'd never seen it, I only watched it for the first time, because you told me to watch it, and I don't think I would have watched it, and I'm glad I did, because it's much better than I thought. Because uh, you think, Elijah Wood, what the hell is he doing in a football hooligan film? But that's exactly. kind of the point, and it, it, it shows you that anybody can get, can get dragged into this, because... Another thing I liked about it was the hooligans that are involved. You just think they're the lowest of the low. 
but that guy's a teacher, the other guy's a pilot, and uh-huh. it just shows you that that's that's their hobby. They're normal guys with good jobs, but at the weekend they like to punch like football. See if you've ever seen any films like ID or anything like that for back in the day, and you enjoyed them, I'd definitely recommend this because it's a good film. It's got a lot more layers to it than you would expect. Ah, that's so, a good one. Uh, we'll move on for Green Street then. The next one's a history of violence. Oh, uh, aye. Viggo Mortensen, isn't it? Yep. Ah, this is a great film. Uh, this is about... It starts off, right? It shows you two guys killing a maid and a concierge, right? And then just driving on. And and then it cuts to Viggo Mortensen, who's he's a good old boy in his town. He runs the, the local diner. Married with two kids, and then these two guys turn up, and all hell breaks loose, and and uh, he becomes like a local celebrity because of it, mm-hmm. and then that that that's when it draws attention to himself, and uh, the mafia turn up and say that you're one of us, and then that's what it's about. He says, "We no, you've got me mistaken," and. Uh, Ed Harris is one of the mafia guys. He says you're you're a mobster, and uh, and that's what it's kind of about. Is him trying to go back to his past to save his family, and it's uh, it's got three big main brilliant scenes in it. One of them is in the diner, and the other two amazing scenes. And it's it's a great film. He's brilliant in it. Ed Harris is good in it. Hey, uh, I've seen this. I've seen the one in the diner. That the scene? Co- the coffee pot. Aye. Aye. It's, a, it's a brilliant scene, man. Aye. Aye. It's tremendous. That's, that's why I wanted to watch this film. Aye. Um, I've just never, ever get around here. I don't know why. And you know, I, I, I like Viggo Mortensen as well. Aye. Um, probably in my favourite movie of last year, I would I would say. Um, Aye. Definitely. Aye. I uh, really recommend it. Viggo Mortensen himself thinks he's, it's his best film that he's made. Uh, has he seen Green Book? <laughs> no, that, that he's made, that he's been in. All right. All uh, right. He said, right, it's Who the best I? song that, he, that he's been in. Wait a minute. Who am I getting Viggo Mortensen mixed up with? No, you're right. He's the guy. Oh, so, oh, oh my God, it's me that's getting mixed up. <laughs> okay, you probably said that before. I, I'm thinking of fucking Green Street again. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, of course, Green Book's an amazing film, aye. Oh, thank God, that was like, there was no ego that was in that, no? Jesus Christ. So often I get them right and you get them wrong, Keezy boy. Oh, I had a day there, I was like, Chris, he's not Elijah Wood, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Definitely worth watching, History of Violence, a really good film. I don't know if you've seen this one, Keezy, it's called The Business. No, I've not seen this one, no. Oh, right. It's, it's brilliant, mate. You, you need to watch it. it, if only for the soundtrack. The soundtrack is absolutely stellar, honestly. See, within the first 50, well, the first five minutes of me turning the movie on, there had been about three absolute belters in a row songs. <laughs> I was like, alright, this will do it for me. So, it's what it's based on is Danny Dyer is a a young young English guy, um, pretty much just a waster. 
just smokes right. weed all the time and all that. And he goes home one night and his ma's boyfriend um, is threatening his ma. And he goes in and goes, ah, if you lay a finger on her, I'm going to kill you. And the boyfriend punches Danny Dyer on the face. So Danny Dyer walks out of the house and he's smoking a fag outside and he, like the kitchen window's silhouetted, right, because the, cause the curtain's down, so it's silhouetted. And the guy hits her, hits his ma. The next thing Danny Dyer just chucks his flag away, walks in, and then again in the silhouetted window, just seeing where a baseball bat just scalps the guy's right? head clean in, right? Um, he comes out, goes on the run. He kills him. He kills the boyfriend. Um, he goes on the run, and he ends up in Gibraltar. Right? Now, Gibraltar in the 80s, um, absolutely wall-to-wall. English holidaymakers and expats living there. Aye. Well, the same as it is now, right enough, but um, Danny Dyer, uh, his uncle, gives him a package to take over. says, if you take this over, well, there's a few bob in it for you, and when you get to the other end, speak to the guy that you're giving it to, and he'll sort you out with a job and somewhere to stay. And um, he's like, what's in the bag? He's like, biscuits. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think it actually turns out that it was biscuits, to be honest with you. Um, this is pretty much get the same cat. Remember the guy that played uh, the the head of the bad, the, well, the head of the Millwall crew. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's in this. Um, right. You've got Danny Dyer. You've got. Um, I'm terrible for remembering this guy's name. He, he plays. Guy that's in all things. Tamar Hassan or something. Tamar like Hassan. That's a, that's a guy. Oh. I, um, he's like for football factory and stuff like that as well. He's in it. He's the guy that takes. Danny Dyer under his wing, right? So, right. but they get involved in drugs and stuff like that, and they start living the high life, and they're making millions and millions of pounds. And all Danny Dyer wants to do is buy, sell a private jet, um, and it's all about that and how it all unravels and how shit hits the fan, and it's got a good cast as well. It's got um, lots of people that you would recognise for like English TV and stuff, and like good yeah, actors, right. but you know, and they all play good, they all play good uh, roles in this, but. I definitely recommend it. It's a major throwback to the 80s, but you're going to love all the fashion, all the, all the soundtrack, all the music and all that. And right. It's just that it's a good film. I would 100% recommend the business. All right, okay. I think it was a bit of a snob towards Danny Dyer and that. I've never seen a film he's made. Have you not? The, the only thing I've seen him in is EastEnders. Well, that's the only thing I've not seen him in. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we'll move on for you, for that now and we'll uh, talk about Serenity. Um, right, okay, yeah, I've Serenity. Never, I hold my hand up, mate. I've never seen Firefly or Serenity and I've never really had any inclination to watch them. So do you think you can no. change your mind? Aye, I think I could, aye. Um, basically, I think I must have been one of Netflix's first ever customers and Firefly was about the only thing you could watch on it at the time. And that's the only, I was like, I don't even know what this is, but I'll give it a shot. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and so, but it's famously known as they uh, get cancelled after 14 episodes. Um, and it should have been one of the biggest sci-fi programs ever. And then Why so did they never go back to it? I don't know. Why didn't Netflix buy it? It's just been bad luck for the start. I think that Nathan Fillion, who's, who plays Captain Mal, he's the main guy in it. He just did. So unlucky with, with like roles and that. Um, he's he's brilliant in it. Captain Mal is like 
a wee bit of Han Solo, a bit of Captain Kirk, a bit of Butch Cassidy, that type of guy. He's he's just a lovable rogue guy. In uh, so basically, Serenity is just a continuation of the 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 program, and it's Serenity is the name of the sh- his ship and the the smugglers that just take jobs to keep to make ends meet in this but sci-fi future. Um, it's a, it's a brilliant film. It's a great. It, uh, maybe it's a standalone. I don't know if it. I don't know if you would have a clue what was going on. Um, the baddie in it is a Chiwetel Ejofa, or however you pronounce Aye. that guy's name. No, I'm talking about. Aye. 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 He, he's a baddie in it, and he's good in it as well. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a brilliant film. The Firefly, the 14 episodes are on Amazon Prime, and you you could make a lot worse decisions than watching the 14 episodes and then Serenity as well. It's magic. Um, I love it. I'm a big big Firefly fan. And actually, I'd watched Firefly, and I was talking to somebody at a party, and they said, ah, the Firefly series is great, but the movie's great as well. I was like, ah, there's a movie? <laughs> What's going on? Just because it's called Serenity, and you, some the connection is quite hard to make, but even though it's the name of the ship, but uh, aye, brilliant film, a great series. Aye, it's me. Uh, you know my fiance on sci-fi, but uh... so see all the guys that are in it. They're all like they nearly made it. Like, he he became a big star in Castle. I know the Aye, aye, and like, the woman, like, the main woman in it. Uh, she was in suits. She was brilliant in suits. Um, and his on and off girlfriend in Firefly is Deadpool's wife in the films. All right. They're, they're all recognisable people. They just they didn't get to that next level. So it makes them underdogs in, in everything. And like, the crew on Firefly are, are underdogs, so you're rooting for them. Have I convinced you, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I've got four. How long are the episodes on for? Are they 45-minute episodes? Mm. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll go on to the next one then. Batman Begins. All oh, right, Batman Begins. Right, aye. Batman Begins is a masterpiece, man. It's, the, it. it's the best. Maybe no. It's probably the best superhero movie. But it's not my favourite superhero movie. If you know what I mean. Aye, it's not the one I enjoyed aye, the most. Aye. Uh, aye, so it's an origin story about Batman. Um, you get pretty much all the all the same old fare that you've seen before. Everybody, everybody knows aye. how Batman got to be Batman. Um, but this is done. Uh, this this is started the uh, Christopher Nolan uh, Batman trilogy, and aye. this movie, I would probably say, is the reason why superhero movies are as big as they are now. Aye, I agree with you. Aye. Definitely. But so, remember at the time, there was no buzz for this film. No. There was, like any Batman film comes out now, we'd be first in the queue. But when this came out, I didn't go to the pictures to see it and I wasn't, didn't really know much that, that much about it. Um, but uh, when I finally watched it, I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. I went to see it the um, first night it opened. 
Oh, did you? <laughs> so and Liz, right then. <laughs> me, me and Liz went to see it and all, but we used to go to the cinema all the time. And uh, right. I remember at the very end when he just, uh, Gordon just goes like that to him. There's a guy been committing all these crimes and he's been, leaving, been leaving these at the scene and you turn it over and he turns it over and it's a Joker card. And <laughs> that probably was the catalyst. Just that okay. that final scene in that movie was probably the catalyst because everybody was like, ah, right, we're going to see the Joker in the next movie. And the <laughs> buzz started for that. Aye, and definitely. then I remember the buzz coming for the Dark Knight after Batman Begins and it was just, it was like a juggernaut at the time, remember? And aye, 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 it was, absolutely. It was huge. But uh, I bought the special edition box set of this Batman Begins DVD. Right. And Somebody like showed you like, the training and stuff like that they done for uh, obviously the the combat scenes. You know? Aye, aye. And Christian Bale, <laughs> I, I've got a lot of respect for people that are willing to fucking put their bodies on the line for their craft, right? Definitely, aye, aye. He takes it to extremes, but. See some of the some of the training regimens that he used to do to get himself into shape to become Batman. It was Aye. bonkers, man. I, the the dedication of his craft's incredible, and I, I think you need to be a wee bit mental to to be able to put yourself into that position. You know what I mean? Aye. And he definitely, definitely done it without a, without a shadow of a doubt. But I love oh, this right. film from start to finish. The villains are great. Christian uh, Killian Murphy. Um, oh, the, one, yeah. the one downfall of this movie is Katie Holmes, and aye, I I thought she was poor, right? But then they sacked her, remember? And they hired Henry uh, Gyllenhaal. Uh, aye, what's her name again? Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal, and if anything, she was even worse. I know. Is she just a, even? All right, okay, Katie Holmes. She's not the best actress in the world, right? But I think they had to they had to keep her because of what happens in the second one. I thought it lost it lost the impact because it was just because it was a different actress. Ah, uh, you're right. That's a good show, actually. That's and, a good um, show. I mean, I mean, Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's a decent actress, but she isn't going to make anybody jump on Oprah Winfrey's couch, is she? <laughs> all depends. <laughs> all depends if Elrond tells them or no. <laughs> I, uh, but that's it. This was obviously the first of the that Batman trilogy, and it introduced actors. What a cast this film had, man! Oh, I mean, Michael Caine, brilliant. Um, obviously, Killian Murphy, who we mentioned before, William Neeson. Um, who else did we have? We had like uh, Gary, Gary Oldman, I, um, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Uh, By the way, they're the, they're the three. <laughs> Obviously, they're the three standouts because it's Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, and Gary Oldman. But they're brilliant in it. Um, they're brilliant. But when you think about it, what a cast! See oh, now, they, now they tend to go for unknowns for superhero movies. I know. I think there's was so much going on in this film. Though there were so many things that they had to cover that, like, if you put a big actor in a wee role. You don't have to care about the character as much because you already care about him because it's Morgan Freeman. So Aye. you can get away with, with that. And I think that's maybe why he did it because it was 
because they had the, the Batman's origin story. They had they obviously they had the Scarecrow stuff and the the and like the the bigger Pogan, I imagine Pogan on. So there was a, there is a, a lot to get through, but uh, uh, the cast was incredible. Everybody, everybody had their mark as well. I mean, I, not, you, I wouldn't definitely. really say that there was anybody in that whole film that you were like, fuck, they were terrible. Probably Katie Holmes does stick out a wee bit because, I mean, she's competing with some of the best actors that have ever lived. <laughs> ever stepped on a fucking stage. <laughs> I know you're right, by the way. Um, <laughs> but even, even like, uh, the guy that played Bobby Elvis in Sons of Anarchy, I know you've not seen it, but he he oh. plays, like, the, the dodgy cop. And oh, aye, 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 aye. Even, even he's brilliant in it, man. Like, Hello. <laughs> just, just like wee tiny roles. Aye. But I, I loved it. I, I loved it. It's my favourite <laughs> one out of the three. Aye, it's probably mine as well. I think for grandiosity, Dark Knight was excellent. But um, you know my, you know my feelings on the Dark Knight Rises. Aye, no, we won't speak about that again. <laughs> so we'll move on for Batman. We'll a wee bit more light-hearted now. Um, the wedding crashers. Now, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Christopher Aye. Walken, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Rachel McAdam, Aye. Uh, Isla Fisher, yep. <laughs> uh, even Jane Seymour. Hi, Jane Seymour, but I'd probably say the, the person that steals this movie is the wee brother. <laughs> they Todd. Aye, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a gift card and keeping it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you've not seen The Wedding Crashers, do yourself a favour and watch The Wedding Crashers because it is funny as fuck, man. <laughs> it really, really is. You know, it's uh, like I mentioned the, mentioned the cast there. How, how are you yeah. not going to have a belter with a cast? And, and every one of them look as if they're having a ball and every one of them is at the top of their game. Exactly. Brilliant. I think Vince Vaughn, he's my favourite in it. I, these lines in this film are just top drawer. <laughs> aren't they? Just brilliant, man. Aye, Vince Vaughn's amazing, man. He's, he's <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Isla Fisher's tremendous in it as well, though. Oh, she's great, aye. She's a psycho. Um, I love her, her strop when she's trying to get him to go to the house with her dad. And he's like, it's like a bloody kid at Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> she's holding her nose and all that, holding her breath. Aye. Um, Aye, she's, she's fantastic, isn't it? I've wanted to watch it again for a while, but Sammy keeps on telling me no. I want to watch it with Sammy, but she tells me no. But does she not want to watch it? I think she's seen it a hundred times, mate. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Aye. I bet so van, I want to watch it again. I, know, I watched it last night, I want to watch it again. Did you motorboat? Did you do the motorboat? You did, didn't you? You motorboat him, you motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I just love this film man I just love it uh, how, how often do we quote it with all our pals man oh, I, don't I, think, I, I don't think I've ever spoke to Frank Brady and he's no he's no mentioned something <laughs> for Wedding Crashers well I actually see the first time I watched it I liked it and then I, but I just thought uh, it was enjoyable but nothing I don't know what I was doing because then yous all were raving about it I was like, I'm going to give it another shot. Then I thought, oh my God, this film is brilliant. I was an idiot three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
thing but he's brilliant in it but, uh, uh, the, he's a great body in it uh, Bradley Cooper aye he's fantastic in it man and that's the first time I've probably ever seen him I hate this guy but that's what he's there to do isn't it that was the first time I've seen him I think that was the, the first time I've seen him man. Man. I was still man. I was still in awe <laughs> um, it's another actually moving on to another comedy movie that came out in 2005 that right. again uh, me and Jarvie and Frank and all of that uh, hold a hold a special place in our hearts it's called Just Friends and it's <laughs> Ryan Reynolds right and right. Um, god I can't remember the last his name but she's Amy Smart Amy Smart she was on uh, Road Trip aye that's her. Aye. And she was in the butterfly effect as well, wasn't she? That's right, so she was, aye. Aye, she's a good actress, sir. But um that is just so funny. I swear <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sky. And then it just pans on to Ryan Reynolds in this fat suit, man. <laughs> straight away. For there on it's just funny as hell. But what happens is Ryan Reynolds um, moves away. And he becomes this big, what, famous kind of, I don't know what you would call it, like, I, I don't know, he's, he's very wealthy and all that anyway, and he comes back and he's really handsome and all that, and he runs into uh, Amy Smart, who was the character that he was in love with when he was a kid, right. but they were best friends, and um, it's all about him trying to win her heart, basically, but some of it is... Push yourself on him, man. Some of it is really, really <laughs> funny. Guy. So I was going to watch it again because I know how much like, uh, Javi and Frank and that love it. And I've seen it once and I've, en- I've enjoyed it, but it's probably one I should watch again. Um, um, so we'll move on to uh, that and then we'll go on now. Another comedy, actually, and this one's a, this one's a topper. This is uh, The 40 Year Old Virgin. Now, oh, I think I've seen this about 50 times. <laughs> um, it's Steve Carell, um, Seth Rogen, um, the wee Indian guy that murdered his wife in real life and is now doing time for for murder. Jesus, um, I just get that done. <laughs> <laughs> I look it up, mate. I couldn't believe it when I when I read it. Um, but, but it's all about Steve Carell's character who is a uh, he works in a in an electronics store. His manager um, his manager is a big the big woman for Glee. I can't remember. So it is Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Lynch uh, she's brilliant in it. It's, uh, again it's just another one where the whole cast are absolutely on point with it. You've not um, mentioned your pal yet. Who's my pal? <laughs> Paul Rudd. Fuck, I forgot Paul Rudd was in this. That's right. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Aye, Paul Rudd's brilliant in it. Um, it's just that again uh, it's about him trying to find love but going about it all the wrong way because he's 40 (laughs) years old and he's a virgin it comes out at a poker game that he's a virgin because (laughs) they start talking about sex and he kind of tries to chime in and I'll not waste it for you but some of the the one liners are amazing and uh, it's definitely worth a watch. I, I would Brilliant. absolutely recommend for your old version. The waxing scene. That oh, was, mate, that was that done was real. for real. <laughs> and he, he had to stop them because it was too slow. <laughs> but you had, when you actually, when you watch it back, you can see that the wee, 
wee lassie that's doing the waxing, she is killing herself laughing. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's just so funny, man. It really is. It's uh, like uh, Elizabeth Banks is in it as well, isn't she? Oh, that's a good bit when he's chatting Aye. her up. When he's chatting her up and he's he's just talking about his bike and she thinks that he's talking about sex, but everything that he says, <laughs> she's like, she's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a big trunk because I'm going to put my bike in it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an amazing film, man. What a good year for comedies. Without a doubt, it's uh, been an absolute belt of the year. We've nearly came to uh, the end of the list, but I thought I was going to talk about uh, a biopic about Johnny Cash. It's called Walk the Line. Um, oh, if, if he hadn't have done The Joker, I would probably say that this is Phoenix's best performance that I've seen. I've not I seen... Uh, we Were Never Really Here Yet, but it's... I've not seen it either, no. It's, this is... This was exceptional, man. What a performance. Aye. And again, sings all the songs himself, doesn't he? Aye. And absolutely smashes them out of the park. So him and Reese Witherspoon, um, they play Johnny Cash and what was Johnny's wife's June, name again? June Carter. Oh, June, June Carter. Carter. Aye. And um, it's about their their life together basically and how Johnny Cash was a pure fucking scumbag and oh. it doesn't it doesn't paint him in a favourable light at all which is unusual for a movie like this. Aye. You know? Um it's it's very much done for uh June's side of things. Um but I think she June was still alive, wasn't she? When this I think they both were. Was no, Johnny they, Cash they were... still alive? They were both alive when it was getting filmed because he, it was, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was his choice to play him. Was he? But she, she died before Johnny Cash. Did they, she? They died, they died a month apart or something. So they did because he said that he died of a broken heart or something or the other way. No, no, I he died of a broken heart, aye. aye. But, uh, some story, um, I think he's been robbed for an Oscar for that. When I compare him to a Bohemian Rhapsody. The fact that he's singing as well, he's he was phenomenal as Johnny Cash, wasn't he? He was. He was excellent. <clears throat> but who who won the Oscar this year? Uh, all right, I've never seen the film. He must have been amazing. Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote. I um I, I know you're right. Uh, I mean I, I've not seen Capote, but no. I think uh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman was a phenomenal actor. Definitely, aye. aye. It, it must have been some performance for him to, for him to beat out uh, Phoenix for this one. Aye, they said that one of the things that went against them was because Jamie Foxx won the Oscar the year before for That's playing right. Ray Charles. Aye. Right. aye. Sorry, going back to um, <coughs> what Walk the Line. Brilliant film. Um. See, around the same time, the BBC made a, doc- a documentary about Johnny Cash's life. Have you ever seen that? No. And it, and it ends with a heart video. That is absolutely brilliant. That documentary is amazing. But the film's, film's great as well. I'd, I'd give a thumbs up anyway. <clears throat> Next one, no, this one I can't really talk much about because I don't remember much about it. I went to the cinema to see it uh, because I was a big fan when I was a kid and it's the Chronicles of Narnia. 
Right, okay. The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah. So, I, again, I love this book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Um, I loved, remember, there the was a BBC. I saw the drama, mm-hmm. and I loved the, the BBC a one. Part program or something. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. And then, so I was right up for this film. Uh, and I thought it was good, but I thought there was something missing. Uh, I don't know what it is, because... I thought it was pretty good, but it, I thought it was blow me away the same way that Lord of the Rings. I was maybe putting too much pressure on it. I don't like Tilda Swinton. Uh, I'm aye, I'm not that big a fan of her either. I thought James McAvoy's Mr. Tumless was brilliant. Aye. Aye, he was excellent as Mr. Tumless. Remember Mr. Tumless in the TV show? He was great. What aye. <laughs> But, I, uh, long story, long story short, with this one, I think it's a, a film that had to be made, but they never done it justice, did they? No, no. It, it, this one it made a fortune in that, but it, uh, no, there was definitely something missing about it. It's if you like the book, you know, you you will enjoy it, but you won't be raving about it or anything. It was only all right or good. Aye, aye, I think you're right there. Next one's a film that would never get made now. Never in a hundred million years. I don't think we'll really get much to say about it because we might end up getting the podcast shut down. <laughs> it's uh, Johnny Knoxville and it's The Ringer. <laughs> now, fuck's sake, what were they thinking? <laughs> the, only, the only bit I really like is when he's in confession. <laughs> and, he say, and he says, look, I'm <laughs> pretending to be is it mentally handicapped to to compete in the Special Olympics. And the next bit you see the priest come flying through the wall um, and That's right. the crap out of him. <laughs> That's right. That was quite funny, but nah, it's a bit, that, it's a bit that, is, it, that is pretty much it in a nutshell, but into it, it's Johnny Knoxville pretending to be mentally disabled so that he can compete at the Special Olympics. Obviously, there's a spin on it. Even though he's able-bodied, he's nowhere near as much an athlete as these other people. And he gets absolutely schooled at it, doesn't he? <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, though. Some of, some of the actors in this film are amazing, man. Really. Aye. To be honest, nobody's going to watch it because it's that. No, no. I, I'm no. surprised that they've not deleted it out of existence, to be honest. <laughs> um, the next one is Revolver. Oh, Revolver, aye. So in the last episode, I slaughtered the gentleman. And I think actually most people have enjoyed it, but with Guy Ritchie film. So this was his uh, this was his follow-up. So obviously he had Lockstock first, Snatch, and then he made that Madonna thing that was an absolute disaster. What was that? They swept away. She's on an island. It was just the worst film ever made. So his reputation was in the gutter, and this was him trying to get it back. And this film is terrible. <laughs> uh, I can see why people like The Gentleman now, because The Gentleman's a masterpiece compared to this thing. <laughs> um, I tried to watch it again. It's Jason Statham, right? But he's got a full head of hair, and I just can't take it seriously at all. He looks like he's got, he's got Van Damme's hair for Hard Target. And it would be like, it would be like, I've only ever known him as being bald, so it basically it would be like me walking into your house with a, a mullet. You'd be like, what the hell are you doing? 
You handsome devil. Who are you and what have you done with Keezy? The big marketing thing was that the son said, oh, Guy Ritchie's back to his best, right? But what they did was the son employed uh, outside a media company to review the film. They just happened to be owned by the same people making the film. So they wrote their own review. So everybody went to it thinking, oh, brilliant, it's going to be the third, the trilogy of Lock, Stock and Snatch. And it's just terrible. Right, so the next one I've watched, and it's 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 a hard watch, mate, to be honest with you. <clears throat> oh, was that, what was that film, sorry? Hard Candy. Hard Candy, right. It's basically, it's about uh, a guy that grooms children online, and... Right. One of the children that he grooms goes to goes to meet him, but it kind of flips the switch because she's actually been grooming him because she knows that he's a paedophile, right? And it's about this guy being stuck in this house with this psychotic wee lassie, basically, who drugs him and... Mate, it's it's a grim watch, but it's one of the ones where you're like, ah, is she is she wrong in what she's doing? Is, is she right in what she's doing? It it kind of treads the line of right and wrong perfectly because at times you're actually you feel so bad for the pedo guy. Oh. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, man, it's a it's a great film. It's really well done, and um, it's got. It's, it's got Ellen Page and it's got Patrick Wilson who is quite famous for a lot of recent horror movies and stuff like that. And it's got Sandra Oh who is, what's that show that's really popular now? Killing Eve. Oh, so she is, aye. She's in Killing Eve. Um, there's only, there's actually only um, eight people in this movie. And right. two of them, uh, Ellen Page is in every, every scene. Um, Patrick Wilson comes in at the beginning then he's in every scene right up to the end and the other ones are just wee token characters that are in and out of it within right, a few okay. settings but this is a, it's, although it's an uncomfortable watch it's a brilliant film it's not it's, like, a body, it's a hard subject to tackle isn't it it is it must have been like fucking groundbreaking at the time I definitely I don't think a lot of people have seen this film no yeah, but it's a, it's a good watch, definitely. So, I seen that's the end of 2005, but we can't go out on a film like that, so surely we've got to have <laughs> something else, haven't we? <laughs> we can't end up with that one. Uh, let's see what we've got. we just talk about Jessica Alba again. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, I've got one called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I can't believe I forgot about that. It's uh, Robert Downey Jr. and... Val Kilmer, isn't it? Aye. Uh, That's both years ago. It's a both funny film, but it's, it's really good as well. Aye. Um, I think this is this is definitely the film that got Robert Downey Jr.'s career back on track. Because it was only like two or three years later he was cast as Iron Man. Aye. And he'd been making travel since then, but this was this was this was proving that he'd still still a great actor. Well, you could um, probably say this is a film that killed Val Kilmer's career as well, then, because he's done Hee Haw since. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He's brilliant, I know. 
And this is it's a it's like a film noir type film where through certain circumstances he's ended up in it. Robert Downey Jr. has ended up in LA and Val Kilmer's like a film agent, but he's training him to be a, de- a detective for a film role. So they're surveilling this thing, you know, all this stuff happens. It's like one of these films where there's three or four different things going on and you don't know what you don't know what's going on, but uh, it's funny and it keeps you watching and then it all comes together in the end. When it, like a, an old film noir detective thing. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., it's like, He's, he, sometimes he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera. It's that, that type of narration going on, and it's all there's a lot of funny scenes in it, um, and it's definitely worth definitely worth a watch. Aye, uh, I can back, I can back you up on that one. I watched it when it when it came out in DVD. I never seen it in the cinema. I got it on DVD uh, on somebody's recommendation, and it's another one that uh, I just I laughed quite a lot at it as well. I didn't realise how much I'd enjoy it. It was one that just stuck on at night once when I was going to go to sleep kind of thing. Aye. Yeah, well, Aye. In the background and I ended up glued to it, laughing my ass off. <laughs> Aye. Aye. No, no, it's really, it's witty. It, well, as I said, Val Kilmer's lines in it are, are hilarious. Um, and it's a really good film. Definitely worth a watch. Probably a film that kind of went missing over the years. Aye. That's what Remy talks about. So definitely worth a watch. Aye. And it's a happier note to end on than that last one. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> so, well, mate, it's time for the actor quiz movie battle. Oh, what about our top threes? Oh, aye, so it is. Um, <laughs> right, so what are you going for um, from your third place? So, number three uh, for me, I'm going to go for is Serenity. Because I love the TV show and the film did the TV show justice. Uh, so I'm going to go with Hitch for number three. Oh, um, Hitch, aye. It's that a film I just enjoy, you know. It goes in oh, it was, not, it, was num- it was number four in my list. It just, just missed it. Uh, so for uh, number so two, what are you going for? Number two, I'm going for Batman Begins. 40-year-old virgin for number two. 40-year-old virgin? Aye. Aye, good choice. Your coveted number one spot. So... My favourite film of 2005. Um, I'm going to guess that it could be the same as yours. Uh, and there's talk it being a sequel being made. as the same one. Aye. <laughs> uh, wedding Crashers. Wedding, wedding Crashers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's number one for me as well. Um, aye. I, um, I'm going for Wedding Crashers. So, um, How do you feel about the sequel? Oh. Mate, if Will Ferrell's character's not in it more, I'll be pretty sad. Ma! <laughs> Meatloaf! Oh, fuck! That's right. <laughs> what's he doing in there? You forgot to mention him. What's he doing in there? <laughs> Damn you, Roger! <laughs> Super. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> right, so, um, the actor quiz movie battle has thrown up um, Mr. Sean Penn. Oh, God. Have you got a coin? I've got a coin out. You calling it? Heads. Heads is. So, welcome to the Sean Penn edition of the Actor Queers Movie Battle. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> right, so I get to go first. Aye. Right, I'm going to go for Carlito's Way. 
Right, I've not seen this film, but I've seen it on the list for 2005 films, The Interpreter. I've never even heard that. <laughs> I'll trust you, but... Um, Milk. Uh, Milk. Right. Uh, Mystic River. Um, Scarface. He was um, in Scarface, wasn't he? I, I don't know, mate. Fuck, I better look. I don't think he was in Scarface, by the way. I think I've had a chummy here. <laughs> oh, mate, he wasn't in fucking Scarface. I've made an arse already. Yeah, Gangster Squad. All ah, right, I was definitely in that. I remember that. Fuck off, man. <laughs> ah, well, that happens, didn't it? I'll need to bring it back at some point. Hey, right, mate, so that's 2005 dealt with. Can we end with a... A modern film recommendation? Aye. Because the last episode we were talking about films for people to watch on mm-hmm. Netflix and things like that. Aye. And then the day after we, we released this episode, I watched the film that I text you about that you rightfully just died. Wow. <laughs> That's, it, this is a Turkish film. Oh, that bloody thing. Aye. Right, okay. This a, right, okay. Right, this is a Turkish film. It's a remake of a Korean movie. But the Turkish version, the Korean movie was a was a comedy, and this is just a roller coaster of emotions like you wouldn't believe. Um, it's called The Miracle in Cell Number Seven, and it is one of the best films I've ever seen. And the, my mate Jim for work, I told him to watch it, and he texts me saying, "I don't know whether to thank you or punch you." He says, "I need to go for." Therapy after this, but what a film! <laughs> the Miracle right. in Cell Number Seven. Aye, it's on. Uh, it's on Netflix. Turkish movie with English subtitles, and it's phenomenal. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So, Chris, he's left you with that nugget. Uh, <laughs> and I think if you've if you followed up on any of his recommendations before, you'll probably realise that he knows what he's fucking talking about. So get a watch, right, troops? <laughs> um, it's that's two thousand and five came to a close. Um, Keezy, it's been a pleasure as always, mate. Aye, absolutely. Aye. Remember, and follow um, us on Twitter at uh, podcast gscc. Um, and apart from that, I think we are. Out of time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening again. All the best. Have a nice thanks time. Again. Cheers. As well. <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sky.